Oh, I wanna dance with somebody. I wanna feel the heat with somebody. Yeah, I wanna dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I know you must be wondering, like, wow. How does she sound like a beautiful orca whale belting out the tunes of a legendary songstress so effortlessly? And honestly, I really do think that it's just, it's honestly just God's gift on me. I feel, I feel that. I feel that. I really do. I feel that. Hi, guys. Okay. So... It is a beautiful, rare and beautiful 70 degree day in this late October here in New York City. It's a crisp, cool fall morning. I don't even like, am I bugging or did I miss when the leaves fell? Am I bugging? Because, like, I'm used to seeing, like, a gang of leaves everywhere in the fall. Did leaves, like, did I miss that? Did it happen? It no happen yet? No, for real. Because, like, I know it's really just we're living in the Stranger Things time. So everything is just, like, opposite of what it always was. But I... I honestly don't even know anymore. Like, it's still a beautiful day outside, though. And I actually really do enjoy these, like, rare seasonal days that we're having in in this late October. And I wish that this was kind of our our consistent weather. But hmm. have any of you guys turned on your heat yet? I haven't turned on minds. I'm reluctant. I'm reluctant because I feel like once you turn on the heat, winter is here. It's here. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. It's, it's here. And you're just going to have to accept that. But I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to accept winter just like, boom, just being in our faces like that. I'm just not ready. I'm sorry. I'd rather, I'm not. Any which ways, you are tuned in to an all new episode of A Seat at the Table podcast. Yay! Wow. It has been quite the week of, um, I feel like so much happens in one week and I did not record on Monday. Boo-hoo, sorry. But... Uh, fortunately, here I am giving it to you today. So without further ado, let's just get right into it. How are you? Hopefully you're having a stellar week. We've made it to Thursday. Um, you know, I don't even know if we went over these numbers, but there was a report that came out a week ago saying that over 4 million people had quit their jobs in the month of August alone this year. 
and that there is a obviously a great movement of people kind of switching from the everyday grind eight hours a day to come home and, you know, decompress for an hour or two just to go back and do it again to not live the life that you want to live, but to live the life that you get to live uh, with the small amount of time that you're given. Also that you can get up every day and help to make someone else's dreams come true. And it's like, I have been saying all of this stuff for years, you know, but I do also understand that we have responsibilities. We're adult. Adulthood is the most fucked up hood that I've ever lived in. Um, Although I got to tell you that these Bronx streets in 2021 rank a very close second. What the fuck is happening in New York? What the fuck is happening in America? It's like we can't chew gum and walk at the same time. Because we are so concentrated and fixated on COVID, we cannot concentrate on anything else. So crime all over the country is going up. Gas prices are going up. Grocery prices are going up. Everything's going up, but your fucking pay and the time that you get to spend with your family. So don't know what's what's tea with that, but it's definitely happening. Um, speaking of which, a lot of other things happening out here in the world. Uh, so can we talk a little bit about, all right, so I haven't really talked too much about this Gabby Petito case. And if you're unfamiliar, Gabby Petito is the young white lady, uh, early twenties, who was apparently killed, allegedly, by her boyfriend. Now, she's here from the New York City area. She's actually from Long Island originally. And she was traveling across the country with her then-boyfriend, Brian Laundrie. Well, this made national news, as missing white women often do. And unfortunately, um, young Gabby perished in this trip, um, after some shady shit happened, um, cops had to be uh, summoned to her and her boyfriend after they experienced a little bit of a domestication. Um, the cops then decided to let them go, which is so interesting to me because, um, you know, that's something that's a move that I think I probably would have understood Um and been a little bit more digestible for me if she were a woman of color. Because oftentimes, just because of implicit bias that exists, not just within cops, but within all of us, but there's an implicit bias that exists. And so when there is a call sent out or a call to attention between a man and a woman regarding a domestic incident, if it is a person of color, oftentimes the cops will shrug it off, um, thinking that uh, women of color, particularly black women, have a penchant to be able to deal with uh, to deal with violence more so than white women and them coming to a white woman's rescue. Well, they didn't come to Gabby's rescue. They actually let her and her boyfriend go. 
And this was later to the demise of young Gabby, who has since been, her ashes were scattered over, um, I want to say somewhere in Montana or something like that, but I digress. So if you follow the story, the search for her boyfriend who came up missing after Gabby um, was found to be murdered. Um, her boyfriend, Brian Laundry, um, who was termed by the authorities as a person of interest, um, it is said that his body has been allegedly found. Now, in a recent press conference, special agents in charge, uh, Michael McPherson, confirmed to investigators that they did find a backpack and a notebook that belonged to Brian. Now, both items were located near what appears to be human remains. However, the police have not yet identified if these remains are that of Brian Laundry. Now, here's the, in, here's the interesting part of all of this, right? And if you're a crime junkies fan, this is going to be super interesting to you. But here's the interesting part to me about regarding all of this is that for weeks, authorities have been pushing Brian's family. Now, after Gabby came up missing, Brian found his way back to his parents' home. And then they later lost him again. His parents were pleading for him to come home, yada, yada, yada. However, it always seemed like something was uh, dirty in the water, so to speak, in terms of his parents' involvement in his disappearance. Now, fast forward now to them finding this notebook and this backpack and these quote unquote human remains that could belong to Brian. Now, it is being alleged that his parents are the one who happened upon the scene before authorities to find Brian's notebook and book bag and quote unquote human remains. Now, they found it without authorities. Now, as previously reported, Brian has been off the grid for about five weeks now. Could you imagine a black man murdering, allegedly being a prime suspect in the death of anyone and being able to just go missing for five weeks? All right. Now, up until recently, the items and the human remains were covered in water. Um, and Brian's parents, Chris and Roberta Laundry, told the FBI last night that they plan to search a trail somewhere in the, I can't pronounce this word, Miyakachi Creek Environmental Park, somewhere down there in Florida. And that uh, this is where Brian would often spend time. So they felt like they should go down there and you know, just just check the check the creek, if you will. Now, again, Brian's family is the one who found the book bag, the remains, and uh, the accoutrements of Brian, and then later sh- showed it to to authorities. Now, all of this seems super funny to me, only because. Authorities, even Dog the Bounty Hunter, has been looking for Brian. 
and can't nobody find him. Now, I understand that this area had been submerged underwater, but all of a sudden his, par his parents just got an inclination that his body was down there. I don't know, guys. Something smells foul to me, but prayers to all parties involved, specifically because, um, you know, unfortunately, a young lady had to lose her life. And it seems as though his parents are very much involved in this case. And that's something, there's more to this story. And I doubt that we'll ever find out what the, um, what the more to the story is. I think we're always going to be, um, I think we're always going to be kind of chasing this for, oh, did he do it? Did he not do it? Um, okay. So on to other news. So the Wendy Williams show did come back this week with all new live episodes. However, Wendy Williams has not come back to the show. Now, it's being alleged that Wendy will not make her way back until November, possibly even December. Now, the producers of the show have tapped different people, um, Bevy Smith, Leah Remini, amongst others, um, Sherry Shepard, to host uh, new episodes until Wendy's return. Now, this is all very funny and comes at the midst of the time where Nick Cannon's show has debuted to very disappointing um, ratings. Um, and they thought that Nick Cannon's show, excuse me, I have a spot of tea that I'd like to drink. Um, comes at a time that Nick Cannon's show, which debuted a couple of weeks ago, same, same time that Wendy's new episodes were supposed to debut, was in talks of taking over Wendy's 10 o'clock time slot. However, unfortunately, Wendy's show or Nick Cannon's show did not live up to the <clears throat> hype or expectations that befalled it. And unfortunately, won't will probably move on to be canceled, to be honest. Now, I could think of a lot of people that I would have liked to see host the Wendy Williams show and no shade because I love Bevy Smith. I actually even like Leah Remini and I think Sherry Shepard does a decent job. Uh, but Jason Lee of Hollywood Unlocked has come out and said that he was tapped to host the show. However, they shut him down because they said that they believed that he would need um, a co-host. And so he called on uh, Tiffany Haddish, Hadish, as she is known as. Uh, and unfortunately that did not make the cut, but that is, that's a host that I would have liked to see. Is there anybody that you would have liked to, um, that you guys would have liked to see host the Wendy show? Um, I definitely, uh, would have loved to see Jason Lee. I think Justin Sylvester, I think 
There's just a couple of people. T.S. Madison, I would love to see her host a couple of days of The Wendy Show. I actually wouldn't mind watching Kid Fury and Crystal try a, a, a quick host spot on the show. And I don't know that they would be up for it, but I think it would be interesting to see. Um, okay, but we'll see what happens. Wendy is slated to come back sometime in November. Um, a speedy recovery to her. And honestly, big prayers to her and to her family as she su- continues to suffer complications with her Graves disease, etc., etc. <sighs> so, um, Dr. Dre. Now, remember when we talked about Dr. Dre and his, um, his now ex-wife, Nicole Young, going through what promises to be a War of the Roses divorce case? Well, Dr. Dre and his wife did file for divorce sometime, um, I think last year. And according to new reports by TMZ, Nicole reportedly served Dr. Dre with divorce papers at his grandmother's funeral child. Insiders told news outlets that Dre was standing right beside his grandmother's casket when the server allegedly tried to give him the papers. Now, Dre reportedly was furious uh, that he was so furious that he would not take the court papers in his hand, um, which forced the processor to drop the documents by the gravesite or the parking lot, whatever have you. Now, however, sources close to Nicole claim that the documents were actually served at the cemetery's parking lot and not by his grandmother's graveside. I mean, it has got to be some real visceral hate that exists between these two for for Dr. Dre and his ex-wife who share children together to not be able to have an amicable divorce. Now, I know divorces can oftentimes be messy, just like breakups. They are very messy sometimes, and sometimes due to lingering feelings being hurt, people can't allow themselves to have it be amicable. Um, I think it's really crazy that even amongst the wealthy, this 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 kind of crazy mess exists. You know, <clears throat> the other day I was um, at a shopping. I was at a store, a department store. And um, as I was entering in, the front doors opened and there was a second set of doors. And I'm walking and I don't know why, but I wasn't really looking up. I think I was paying attention to my phone. And as I'm walking, I almost walked into the second set of doors. Now, there were people walking in behind me. And we all kind of laughed because it was like, well, are they closed? Because the second set of doors wouldn't open. And I quickly realized that the second set of doors wouldn't open until the first set of doors closed. And I think that that is like, as it happened, I was like a light bulb moment shunned, shunned on me, if you will. Mashunza. Um, and the reason why I point this out is, you know, a lot of times I think that us as humans, whether we are wealthy or not, we go through these 
relationships or these really weird situations with people where we go through a door with them and we are ready to move on, or at least that's what we feel like. And we're ready for those second set of doors to open. But until you allow those first doors to close in a way that is respectful to whatever you're leaving behind, the second set of doors cannot open. And it's unfortunate that it has to be played out like this because they do share children. Uh, that and, and this happens all the time, not with just the wealthy, but those of us who have struggle plates as well. This happens all the time. We tell ourselves that we're ready to move on. We tell ourselves that we are ready for something else. But until you allow that, that first set of doors to close, the second set of doors are not going to open. And you don't need to be fully messy about it. And I know that it's oftentimes easier said than done. But that mess oftentimes leads to disappointment, more disappointment, a lingering of a situation that doesn't need to linger. Sometimes, girl, you got to let the door close. The door is closed, okay? The door has to be closed sometimes. And sometimes that's just what you need. You need the door to close, child, so the second set of doors can open. Don't be messy and serve divorce papers at this man's uh at this man's grandmother's funeral i don't know it just doesn't seem like a good idea to me a hearty congratulations goes out to little nas x who just received his own day in the city of atlanta um good for him i didn't realize that not little nas was from atlanta i don't know why i thought i don't know where i thought he was from i thought he was from the midwest but shout out to him uh and shout out to the city of atlanta who actually has their first lgbtq plus candidate for mayor who presented the day the proclamation to little nas x and a private ceremony that was held earlier on this week. So shout out to Mr. Montero. I am just enamored with his career and the the trajectory of his career. And I, I, again, we've discussed this, no need to belabor this point, but I'm not a, I'm not somebody who's like a little Nas X fan. You know what I mean? Like I'm not somebody who's going into it like that, but I am a fan of him, if that makes any sense. I'm a fan of the work that he's doing. I'm a fan of the trolling that he does. I am a fan of just him being able to be his most authentic self, which I really hope is what he's presenting. There's been a lot of talks about him trolling us and perhaps him not even being gay and all these other things. And, you know, I think a lot of that is just people wanting to make him more palatable for themselves. Um, and I I really do hope that what he is giving us is his most authentic self because I'm enamored. I'm enamored with him. And I just hope, I wish for the best for him in his career. Um, I do think that there's some kitschiness to him that sometimes I'm like, uh, it, it seems to be overpowering what has to be a really great talent. 
And I want to see more of that talent displayed and less of the kitschiness. But other than that, love them. Love you long time, little Nas X. Yes. Um, what else do we have to talk about? So what do you guys think of Summer Walker's new single featuring the City Girls' very own J.T. Jatavia? Now, um, the song is called X for a Reason. And a lot of the girls are saying, not for them, honey. Now, it's definitely skewed out of my age range. I don't believe that I am the intended audience for that song. But, and however, I do think that it harkens back to, um, at night, I think of you. That, yeah, yeah, it gives me, I want. It, it, I don't know why it gives me it gives me that a little bit when the beat drops. It also gives me that it's a song that probably should have came out in like May and not at the end of the year. But a lot of the girls are here coming back for the fall. So we've got Miss Adele up next. We've got Summer Walker up next. We've got Chris Brown who's saying, listen, I'm going to drop something for the girls too. Um, so lots of things to do for the fall and for this winter season. Uh, this weekend, we should all be tuning in to what promises to be the very exciting last season of Issa Rae's hit show, Insecure. Uh, Insecure will be debuting its first episode of the final season this Sunday on HBO at 10 p.m. So I'll be tuned in. Hopefully I can stay up that late. Um, but I have been staying up on Sunday nights to watch the Potomac. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. If you have not been watching the Potomac, Real Housewives of Potomac this season, I really don't know what you've been doing because of all the seasons of all the housewives, this is probably one of my favorite housewife seasons ever. Shout out to Karen Huger because bitch, I too am a three wick candle. I'm a three wick candle. Yes. I'm going straight to retail now. Not like you other girls that are two wick candles that are going to be selling online. No, no, no. I too like Karen Huger, bitch, I'm a three-wick candle. And if you are unfamiliar with the term, you better get into Real Housewives of Potomac. What a season. Candace is up to her shady finger-pointing-in-your-face ways. The new cast member, Mia, and her husband, G, Mr. Gordon, they are a key, honey, and they say anything. Whatever comes to their mouth, comes to their mind, comes out their mouth. And you just got to really appreciate it. Um, but I will t try to stay up. You know that I'm with Childs, so it is very hard. As soon as I eat, honey, I'm ready to go to bed. That Those are my new two favorite things to do, eat and sleep. They are so much fun. Why y'all didn't tell me eating and sleeping was so much fun? Y'all did not tell me. All this time, I was thinking like, oh, you know what's fun? Going to the gym and working your ass off and then not being able to eat what you want. Yes, that's fun. No, girl, 
eating anything you want, hoping that your baby will come out to be 40 pounds because some the math is not mathing because right now my baby's only 10 ounces. However, my weight says that the baby should be about 40 pounds. Okay, so the math is not mathing. But my hope is that... Um, I just continue to pray. And thank you guys so much for all your well wishes. Um, you know, one of the funniest parts of this pregnancy has been to all the boys that I've ever loved before who've had to find out that I'm with child, who have sent me such hilarious texts and DMs such as that should have been my baby. It should have been us. Um, another one that I got was, you got to be fucking shitting me. You are pregnant. Um, another one I got is, so I guess this means it's over. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for all your well wishes. That's what I'm going to take it as. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to take it as that. It's like if you post a new picture of you and your new bae and all of your side bays be like, oh, for real. That's what the fuck we doing now. We we doing this. Don't be mad, y'all. I mean, I'm only going to be pregnant for a limited time only. And then I'm back to the streets. Um, Yes. Okay. Because I belong to the streets. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like that. Don't be salty. Um, Last but certainly not least. Well, actually, a couple of last but not least. Um, so we're going to still pray for the sick and shut in. I hear that R. Kelly is on suicide watch after his child pornography child, uh, came to an abrupt end here in New York. Yes, I hear that he is on suicide watch. So I do not want this man to commit suicide, even though he has done some really heinous acts. Oh my goodness. (sighs) Y'all, you know we got attention deficit disorder. We so did I did I complete talking to you about Summer Walker's new ditty? Do you like it? Cause I'm I just I know I was meant to pull over there, but because I don't really love the song that much, and apparently Summer Walker doesn't love the song either. She came out on an Instagram live saying, Y'all could just leave me alone because I did not want this to be my first single either, but the record label chose it. So it is what it is. Y'all leave me alone about it. Summer, I really hope that your album is giving more of what I long for from a Summer Walker and less of this. Okay? Love you. Bye. Um, Okay. So, yes. R. Kelly, he's a little bit upset because he got to be in the jail and he is um, pretty much on suicide watch, which is not a laughing matter. I do believe that he should be as brave as he was in committing the acts, as he should be in um, receiving his recompense for it. Like, yes, you you need to man up and receive your um, this is this is your pay. This is how you pay back society, bro. I'm sorry whatever. Um, but anyways, so truly in a last but not least. So 
as you know, we discussed Nicki Minaj's uh, trial, um, not Nicki Minaj, but actually her husband, who uh, Mr. Kenneth Petty, he had an alleged rape trial. And um, it seems as though he and Nikki have scored a little bit of a legal win, so to speak, because the court. Um, well, let me just read it to you. So Nikki Minaj and her husband, Kenneth Petty, scored a victory in court that will allow her to retain a large amount of money. Yesterday, a judge and this happened, I want to say, um, so this took place Wednesday. So I guess Thursday, Tuesday in the city, uh, a judge ruled that the rapper did not, didn't fail to respond to a lawsuit brought on by Jennifer Hugh. If you recall, Jennifer accused Nikki's husband, Kenneth, of rape. And those allegations stem back to a 1994 incident. At the time, Jennifer was 14 and Kenneth was 16. Kenneth was convicted of attempted rape and served four and a half years in prison for the allegations. However, his issues with Jennifer, they are persisting till this day. Now, according to Yahoo News, Jennifer and her legal team pressed the court to hit the couple with a $20 million lawsuit for their failure to respond to legal documents and uh, legal considerations. However, a federal clerk denied the request this week, stating in court that doc that um, documents that it had appeared, Nikki did her due diligence and had already hired a lawyer to defend her in the case. However, her husband has not responded as of yet. Very confusing because basically the court is saying that Jennifer Hugh cannot have $20 million for Nikki's failure to respond to court documents. Now, on, top, on October 15th, Nikki filed a sworn statement stating that she successfully hired a lawyer in late September, but unfortunately ran into a series of innocent miscommunications, which caused a late payment fee to fully secure the lawyer's services. Now, Nikki said in a statement that my failure to respond to the complaint was an innocent, albeit mistake. Now, what this basically means is, you know, if whatever financial settlement, settlement Jennifer Hugh was looking to um, gain from Nikki Minaj and her estate is basically denied. And... You know, I hope that for whatever reason, what happens through this whole trial is more so that Jennifer Hugh is able to move on with her family and get a sound peace of mind. Because as we discussed previously, it was being alleged that Nikki and people from Nikki's camp were harassing Jennifer and her family and threatening her and offering her monetary amounts to drop the lawsuit. Um, Nikki has been front and center in the news lately doing shows and she is, speaking of Potomac Housewives, slated to be part of the reunion special 
Now, you and I both know that Andrew Cohen is not going to have Nikki host the entire Housewives of Potomac reunion special. That's not happening. What you're probably going to get is a three-show reunion special, which on the third show, you may get Nikki coming out, asking a few questions here or there. And um, yeah, I would be surprised if it was something different. I would be surprised if we get to see Nikki throughout all showings of the reunion special. Now, the Housewives of Potomac reunion has already been filmed and is in the can, so to speak. So we are now just rounding out the end of the season. And I am excited to see what happens at the reunion, not necessarily because of Nikki, no shade, because I love Nikki, but I'm just not interested. I I don't need I don't need celebrities hosting reunion specials for the housewives. I don't. I I think that, you know, we are all fans and that we just all need to watch Andy Cohen do his thing on on the specials. Right now, I am tuned in very very intently to the Housewives of Beverly Hills special, although I did fall asleep last night. But uh, watching it has been very interesting. I do miss Lisa Vanderpump, but honestly, everything that's going on with Erica Jane and Kyle Richards' ponytail that looks like a throwback from 1997 is all super intriguing to me. So bring it on. All right. We are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and set the table for the week. Why don't we? All right. We'll be back. All right. And we are back. You know, I want to send a quick shout out to Amazon because every time I order from y'all, the spam that comes up in my emails are mm, relentless. They really are. I mean, y'all are just making money on every front. Like y'all selling my information to anybody. Y'all just, oh, Jeff Bezos is the devil. Okay. So every week we come together, we do the same thing. Now, I know it's later on in the week, but I do have a word to drop down to you. Now, listen, celebrities are just like us, right? They do a lot of crazy shit and then they get their shit plastered all over the fucking internets. And hopefully we can learn a lesson from their stupidity. But if not... That's what we're here for. We're here to set the table. We're here to to channel our mindfulness. And we're here to take deep, authentic, mindful breaths to keep us right here in the present. And one present of mine mindfulness moment that I had this week was um, I was in the supermarket and... um, I started up a conversation with one of the supermarket employees and he was telling me that they are thinking about having a section of like dented canned goods that they'll sell at a lesser price, not a cheap price, but just a lesser price. And I was like thinking to myself, like, wow, that's very Aldi of you guys. That's very funny. And he was like, yeah, you know, a lot of times we end up just donating bruised cans and bruised fruit to 
different organizations or we send it back to the um, producer or the original company. And he was like, you know, this is just a way for us to tackle sustainability. Also recognizing that, yeah, it's bruised, so it's not as great anymore. And I thought to myself, I said to him, you know, well, what makes it not great? Is it like, you know, the sleeve of the can is fucked up and torn, you know, all that to say that I finally said to him, so the bruising on the outside doesn't change the contents on the inside, does it? And we just looked at each other and I just walked away. <laughs> and it was a funny moment, but nonetheless, it gave me pause. For a lot of us, we've had disadvantaged moments in our lives. For different reasons, we consider ourselves bruised. You know, something didn't work out in our favor. Um, we had to grow up in, 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 a, in a way that may have caused us some disadvantage. You know, I used to shop uh, with a friend of mine at a shoe store called Irregular Choice down in the city. And the, the name itself was always funny to me because it was like, you've got this, this item that for whatever reason is seen as irregular, but still it's the customer's choice to come in and, and have these like irregular designs be the thing that they go up for. I remember when I first started shopping at outlet malls, right? Um, and a lot of times some of the items that you would find in the designer outlets. So like you would go to DKNY and maybe some of the jeans were a little irregular or you would go to the polo outf- outlet. Like, I mean, if you were like me, everybody had the polo bed sheets back in the late 90s, early 2000s. All the girls had the polo bed sheets with the little bears on it. Bitch, I wasn't the only one. But if you went to the outlet, you got the irregular joint. Didn't mean that it didn't still fit on your bed. It was still polo. Niggas who came to your house didn't know. But for whatever reason, that irregularity put it at a disadvantage. Put it down to it being an outlet choice. For some of us, the irregularity that we experience could be a setback. It could be losing that person, losing that job, whatever. Just know that that irregularity didn't change who you are on the inside. See, what I'm realizing is that people's setback, their bad circumstances, it can't keep you from your destiny. You are still who you are, regardless of any dents that might be on your can, so to speak. It doesn't change the contents on the inside. See, nothing can really hold you back from what is your destiny, nothing but you. The hardest part is staying mindful, staying in peace, regardless of the setbacks that come your way. God is always setting us up for victory. 
But it's up to you if you want to be the victim or you want to remain victorious. It's really about your mind. It's really about you staying in peace. Forget what's happening on the outside. Setbacks all oftentimes set ups for comebacks. And again, being bruised doesn't change what's happening on the inside. A bruised peach tastes just as good as one that looks amazing on the outside. A bruised apple can taste just as delicious as one that has no bruises whatsoever. Because see, it's not about what's on the outside. It is the contents within that determine how good it is. So don't let your irregularity be your irregular choice. Just because you aren't necessarily perfect on the outside doesn't mean you don't still have the ingredients to be what you need to be on the inside. The only thing that can stop you from being victorious is you. So proceed with your week knowing that you are the irregular choice. I love you guys so much for listening. Hopefully we'll be able to do this on Monday and not later. Don't judge me. Anyway, cheers to you. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you next week. Peace.